Blog Talk Radio. Well, praise the Lord, and welcome to LoudDeliverance.com. You're on blogtalkradio.com. My name is Pastor Steve Lee, and I'll be your host for the next hour or so. Now, if you're listening to us via the simulcast during the hours of 9 to 11 o'clock p.m. here on Monday evenings, we're so glad to have you. And because the Lord is moving in a mighty way, it's my pleasure to let you know that you can also hear the live deliverance broadcast on uh, podcast apple.com.us. You can also hear us on Facebook. Um, go to facebook.com backslash events, uh, backslash uh, blog talk radio, live deliverance.com. Or you can listen to us on Player FM, um, and you can go to the FM series live, livedeliverance.com. And as the Lord is moving and releasing his glory all over the world, we like to ask you to get involved with this ministry, invite some of your friends, your family members, or even your coworkers to come and listen and be blessed. And we get that even after the ministry tonight, uh, you'll be able to share the, the ministry that you hear on this broadcast um, right after the 10 minutes after the broadcast. Just go to livedeliverance.com, look up Pastor Steve Lee and the date of any broadcast that you would want, and you can share that with him that way. So now I'll go ahead and get uh, a pen and some paper. And if you have any questions or comments about the ministry tonight, when we get to the end of the broadcast, we'll give you an opportunity to ask those questions and make those comments. Please know that I'm only here because of what the Word says. He gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry. Here we all come into the unity of the, of, of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we will no longer be tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and cunning craftiness whereby they lay away to deceit, but speaking the truth in love that they may grow up in all things, even the head, which is Christ, from which the whole body is fitly compacted together by that which every joint supplies according to the effectual working of the measure of every part and make an increase of the body to the edifying itself in love. That's why I'm here. So I just want you to know that, you know, this is no big me, little you. This is all of us together. So having said all that, we can go get on down to the business of the kingdom. So if you would, just join your hearts with me in a word of prayer. Father, I ask you to speak to me so that I can hear. Awaken me the mind of Christ. Open my eyes that I might behold wondrous things out of your word. Breathe on me so that I can speak. Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. Flow through me and cause me to move by your spirit. Let healing and deliverance break forth in this time, in this place, because of your word, your spirit, and your love. I will now decrease so that you can increase. Holy Spirit, glorify Jesus in my life as I now share the living word. The bread of life. Hmm. Jesus revealed to us the Father and draws into his presence where there is fullness of joy. Heavenly Father, quiet our hearts and minds as we allow the peace of God to rule in our lives. Cause us to grow in the grace that has appeared unto all men as you teach us how we should live in this present world. 
May we awake to righteousness and slumber no more by walking in the spirit and in the fullness of his grace. As we sojourn in the land of promise, going from faith to faith and from glory to glory, for you've made us more than conquerors in this life through Christ Jesus. So speak to our spirit and birth victory in our hearts and in our minds. In Jesus' name, I pray. Well, beloved, this would be uh, part three of a new year, new heart, a fresh day, and fresh oil. Um, you know, as we prepare to go into a calendar year um, with the heart's position of, of victory, please know that God has caused the oil of gladness uh, to, to be a, applied to your hearts and to your lives. That's why it's a new year and a new heart, a fresh day and fresh oil. In Psalms 92, uh, verse 10, in review, we pick up the, uh, this scripture that says, But my horn shall be exalted like the horn of a unicorn, and I shall be anointed with fresh oil. You know, I, we, we, we talked last time and, and said that the oil has uh, multiple uses. It can be used for defense and for comfort. Um, when the shepherds went out, they had uh, with them um, a, a, a ram's horn that was full of oil, and that was used to, to help minister to the, the, the sheep because sometimes they would get caught in the thickets or uh, um, their hair would, because it was very woolly, if you go through some tight places, then sometimes the, they would get caught or they would get kind of bogged down and the uh, shepherd would pour oil on their, uh, on their bodies and that oil would allow them to then go through um, the, the trouble or go through the, the snag that they were experiencing. The oil also um, protected them from insects or pests. And in our life, we would use the oil to help us with any demonic attacks so that we can then uh, enjoy breakthrough because God has ordained your breakthrough, beloved. I want you to know that. So it was interesting that as the, the sheep went, uh, followed the shepherd, that sometimes uh, the shepherd would walk uh, through a, a path um, that as the sheep would try to follow, if they were two or three across, then sometimes uh, uh, the, the, the sheep on the end might get caught. And so we'd have to go back and, and rescue them. I'm so glad that God does rescue us. He comes back to, to get us um, out of the place where we're stuck so that we can enjoy movement by his spirit. That's just one of the things that he does. Again, it was for your defense and for your comfort. But sometimes when they were going um, um, three or two or three abreast, it, the, the path was not meant for us to go uh, with a bunch of people, talking to a bunch of people, getting a bunch of information from everybody. No, we walk our path alone. It says it in Romans um, 14, 22, it says, he asked this question. He said, do you have faith? Well, have it to yourself before God. He wants you to be able to uh, enjoy uh, your victory that he wrought for you, that, that nobody else can take the, the, the credit for it, okay? That's a real good thing. And so the oil was used for, for, for defense and for comfort. Uh, you do remember what it says in, in um, 
Psalms uh, 23, it says that you anointed my head with oil. See, he wants you to have new ideas, fresh ideas, ideas that come out of his pleasure, not just because you are in a straight. Amen. It's the Lord's good pleasure to give us the whole kingdom. See, sometimes we kind of forget that um, the plan of God is to do us good and not evil. All of this that he has toward us are thoughts of peace and not of evil. So then he would want you to reflect on his goodness to empower your victory. Now I say that again. He would like for you to, to think about his goodness so that you can empower your victory. Sometimes I've found in my life, you know, um, that that I was frustrated. And so I would go and I I would kind of talk to God out of my frustration. It's not good, let me just tell you. <laughs> I remember one time I was just completely through with what was happening. And so then I kind of asked God with an elevated voice. I wasn't shouting, but I was talking kind of loud. And boy... The next thing that I heard was a, a, an admonition not to raise my voice at the most high God. I mean, I was like petrified. I just fell to my knees in repentance and said, Lord, I'm sorry, I won't do that again. See, because I was thinking that because I knew the word, let's go this way, because I knew the word and, and I knew what I was expecting, that I was hoping that God would move as speedily as his word said. But see, that's why he needs you to have a, a, a fresh, a new heart. You know, um, in, in, in Luke chapter 5, it, it says something uh, very interesting uh, to us about the new heart, okay? Because if, if, if I don't have a, 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 a new heart, then I'm going to come to God with all of the frustrations and anxieties that, that, that are present in my life at that time, and I might then superimpose them on uh, God's goodness. See, I, I began to think that he doesn't want me to win, that, that, he, that he's setting this up so that I can be embarrassed. Beloved, that's not the way uh, God is. See, he only has good in store for you. It's the goodness of the Lord that leads you to repentance, to the place where your victory can be seen and understood by you, okay? Because sometimes we just, we push through thinking that, you know, um, that we can manipulate God. Notice it says, a new year, have a new heart. In uh, Luke chapter 5, uh, it says this, in verse 36 through 39, all right? Look at this, because we're, we're, we're in a, another calendar year. I don't want you to take the, the things that uh, you experienced last year and then expect that they're going to be the same things that you're going to experience this year. God has new mercies. Lamentations chapter 3 says that this is what I recall to my mind, Therefore have I hope. It is of the Lord's mercy that I'm not consumed. They are new every morning. Great is his faithfulness. See, let's frame that up so that we won't allow the devil to 
have us to accuse God because it's not happening in the speed that we thought it should happen. Okay? Let's watch this. Uh, uh, new year, a new heart. Fresh day, fresh oil. That's our, our subject matter for today. Jesus spoke to them a parable in, in, in Luke chapter 5, verse 36. He spoke, Jesus always speaks to us in parables or with things that would allow us to enter in hmm, at a level that we didn't understand, but we trusted him in. Okay, I, that's, that's a good way to, to say that. That that sometimes we, we hear things and, and we don't understand the, the, the mechanics of it, but we still are supposed to enter in to what his promise is by faith, not by accusation or frustration. Amen. So Jesus spoke to them again in a parable so that one of the reasons why uh, I believe God does that is because the enemy of your soul is going to try to argue with you to say that God's not doing anything for you. And if you delineate all of the exact things that you think should happen and they don't, then the devil has a occasion to, to, to lead you down the wrong path. So you're going to always have to trust, always going to have to believe. Look at what he said here. We're talking about a new year, a new heart. He's speaking to them a parable. And he said, no man putteth a piece of a new garment upon an old. If otherwise, both the new maketh a rent, and the piece that was taken out of the new agreeeth not with the old. So here we go. We got a new year. I, I don't want you to, to try to pigeonhole God into last year's beliefs, okay? Because he has new mercies. We just heard it. He has new mercies every morning, new mercies. So then let's not approach God at the beginning of this year with the frustrations that we had for last year. You know, sometimes we'll, we'll go and we'll tell everybody, you know, all of the things that God has told us. Let me just help you, beloved. Um, you don't have to go and tell everybody what God told you. Again, hast thou faith? Have it to yourself before God. Some people will sabotage the, the things that God has told you because you haven't settled your heart yet. Okay? You, you, you say you know it and you, you have expectation of the good, but then you haven't released stuff. Mm, I'm going to say this is good. You haven't released stuff that stopped it from happening last year. You know, sometimes um, it's not easy to forgive. Sometimes you want to um, hold on to the way that you're thinking. There is a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end of that way is destruction. In other words, you told everybody, bragged on God, boasted on God, but you were not willing to move out of the place of your own unbelief, <laughs> okay, of your own frustration. See, we're going to have to this year, let's try to do this, okay? Let's walk in the Spirit. What is the promise that God gave us if we walk in the Spirit? 
he says if we walk in the spirit, we will not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. We won't have demands on God. We'll just trust God with all of our heart. We won't lean to our own understanding. We will acknowledge him in all of our ways, and then he will direct your paths. See? Let's allow our heart to be fully submerged in the plan of God, not in the plan of me or what I want or what I think I should have, but submit to the plan of God. See? We're going to talk about a new year, a new heart, fresh day, fresh oil. See? Because that's what it says, that God is going to anoint you with fresh oil, not last year's oil, fresh oil, not even yesterday's oil, fresh oil. But that doesn't mean fresh demands because the oil is there for your defense and for your comfort, okay? He's going to, to give you the ability to, to, to operate in faith that works by love, okay? Not that, not, don't try to have faith that works by circumstances. Well, I got to get God, got to do something. He got to move now. No, we want faith that works by love. We're going to show God, display to God the love that we have, the, the, the solidarity we have to walk in love. See? That, that means that if, if I'm purposing to walk in love, then I won't take an account of a wrong that was suffered by me. See? I'll cover that thing in love. Say, new year, new heart. Let's, let's allow him to, 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 to cause us to enter into a, a grace that, that we haven't experienced before. Hallelujah. Okay? He wants to do exceedingly. Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly, abundantly above all you can ask or think. Let's enter into his promise from there, knowing that he that is promised is faithful to perform it. It says, no man puts a, 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 a piece of garment, a new, a new garment with an old. If he does, both the new and the, then both the new maketh the rent. And the piece that was taken is going to not agree with the old. Notice it says that even if you wanted to, the two don't agree with one another. Because the old the the old clothes, okay, the old garment has already been expended for its life. It's basically a good to be a rag, not the thing that's going to support your life. It says you 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 put the old with the new, and the new is going to show the the the, the rotten that the old is, and it won't sep it won't connect to it. It will separate. See? And then, so now you're, you're okay. Now, because you haven't purposed to let there be a, a new heart, then you're going to try to function in life with the old thoughts, and they don't agree, he said. God wants to bring you to a place where you can enjoy the newness of his spirit. 
okay, that, that, that you won't be demanding things, you will be expecting things, okay? There's a little difference there, yes, beloved. See, I can demand, lust demands, okay? But if I'm expecting, then I'm, I'm allowing hope to, mm, I'm allowing hope to walk in front of me. Oh, that's good. That's good. Come on. See, there's a difference between uh, a lust and, and hope. Hope walks in front of me. Lust is coming from the things that have already been behind me. I knew I wanted this, and so I need to get this. See, lust pushes you. Hope draws you. I hope you get that. Lust pushes you and usually pushes you in the wrong direction and out of the will of God. But hope brings you, draws you. Yeah. See? So I, I want you uh, to, to begin this year by allowing the, 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 the hope that God has called you to, to bring you into his presence. See? Because when I when I demand something, then then that's not showing God the love that I say I have for Him. Hope, we, we, you heard the phrase that hope um, uh, lives eternal. See why why is that? So that you will know the thing that you are believing God for, you can continue to wait on it. Okay, but if I'm functioning out of lust, I'm making demands. Okay. It says so you don't you don't put the old with the new. Because if you do, both the new will make will tear and then now you gotta start doing what you was doing all over again. You know, I, I'm just trying to help us to see. You know, the things that uh let's just say the things that didn't happen in the year twenty twenty three, um, I would recommend that you would lay those things at the altar and let God breathe on them so that the life that he gives through his breath, you can enjoy. Instead of you making demands and putting deadlines on God. Let's not do that in 2024. Let's, let's allow hope to not make a shame. Okay? That's the way it says in Romans chapter 5, that, that, that this hope makes not a shame. Come on, I'm, I just just go ahead and see that right quick. Romans chapter five. See, lust, lust is going to push you and demand that you move in that way. Faith and hope causes you to come into that which God has promised. Let's look at this. Romans chapter five, starting at verse one. And these are scriptures that you've heard and you know, but, but I, I want us to, again, fresh oil. Romans chapter 5, verse 1. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom we have access by faith into this grace. Did you hear what he said? He says that you have access 
into this grace by faith. You have access, I'm sorry, turn it around. You have access into this, you have access by faith into the grace. Okay, okay. Did your lust make you go to the place where faith can work? He said here, we have access by faith into the grace wherein we stand and we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. If you're making demands, let's just try this. If you're making demands, because you just got to have it, you, you, you already told everybody, if you're making demands, can you then rejoice in hope? See, we can check, we can check where we are. Okay? If I'm nervous because I said it, am I rejoicing in the hope? Probably not. See? So then I can check my own heart. And that's why he said, hast thou faith? Have it to yourself. Check your own heart. Check your heart. Oh, this is good. We can write this one down. It's very good. Check your heart, not your results. Yeah. See, because if I'm looking for my results, I'm probably not going to be checking my heart. And if I'm checking my results, I'm probably functioning in pride. Amen. It says, but by whom we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God, and not only so, but we glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulation worketh or employs patience. When, if I'm standing in this, if I'm standing in this grace correctly, I can rejoice in hope that the glory of God is going to be revealed, not the glory of me. And then because of that, I can glory in tribulation. He did not say glory for or because of the tribulation. My stance is going to be seen effectively as I glory in the tribulation because of a hope that is alive. He said, we not only so we glory in tribulations, also knowing that tribulation employs patience. So is my frustration going to employ patience? Probably not. See? I mean, we've got to allow God to grow us up this year. Amen. See? So that I don't have to make demands on him. I can fellowship with my father in the midst of whatever's happening. You know, God said that he made a promise that he would never leave us or forsake us so that we can boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I shall not fear what man can do unto me. So then if I'm, uh, um, if I'm in a place where patience is not employed, I'm probably not going to be able to boldly say, Emma. Hmm. See? Just kind of think about it. These are, are scriptures that we've heard. I just want you to, to, to 
enter into them from a, a fresh perspective, okay, so that you can enjoy God all the time, that you can enjoy God while you're waiting. Amen. Not bugging God cause you waiting. All right. And then he says, because knowing that tribulation is going to employ patience or work patience. Hmm. Wow. Wow. I mean, just, just listen. He says that you're going through should employ patience. Being consistently, constantly the same. Not just enduring, but being consistently, constantly the same. I, I don't have to uh, be worried about, is God going to do it? I am consistently, constantly the same. I know in whom I've trusted. See? All right. And then when I'm this way, when the tribulation is allowed to work my patience, then my patience is going to employ my my experience. Okay, wow, see, 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 see. Did you just check that? My experience now is going to come out of my patience. My experience is not going to come out of impatience. Did you see that? Look at what it says. The way it's written. It says that tribulation is going to employ patience, and patience is going to employ or make my experience what it should be. Wow. Did you get that? See, so then if my experience is coming out of my patience, I'm not going to frustrate myself, am I? Mm. I'm not going to frustrate God or anybody around me. Because patience, being consistently, constantly the same, is going to then mold my experience. Wow. See? As, as, as my patience molds my experience, my faith now can be engaged at a higher level. Do you see that? See? I don't have to be trying to make God do something today. I can rest in the Lord. Then he says that when you, when you allow patience to dictate your experience, how you go through, then your experience will employ hope. So when I'm impatient, I am devoid of hope, aren't I? And if I am devoid of hope, the Apostle Paul says, that makes him among men most miserable. Wow. See? As we go through this month and through the, 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 the initial part of the new year, we should have a new heart. Not trying to uh, connect to my old way of thinking to my new existence. I want my existence to be what he expected for me, what he spoke for me. It says, and then patience is going to 
cause my experience to be correct. My experience is then going to cause my hope to be active, alive, pure, and then hope makes it that I'm not ashamed. Wow. See? Hope that is developed from this perspective makes me not ashamed. So then when I'm not ashamed, I'm probably not going to have conversations that don't bless me. Okay? Not only that, look at what he, what goes on to happen. He says, now since hope makes not ashamed, the love of God can be shared abroad in my heart. My faith now can work at a greater and higher dimension because the love of God is shared abroad in my heart, and faith works by love. Hmm. This is the, the, the fresh oil that, that he's trying to, to, to allow us to think about. See? And then because I have this fresh oil working, then I'm not impatient. See? And he says, the love of God that has been shed abroad in my heart by the Holy Ghost. Come on, come on. I'm just trying to tie this. See, all of the spiritual forces that you avail yourself to because you decided not to, to, to demand and operate out of a lust. Because, again, lust pushes you in the direction that you think you should go. And hope goes in front of you and draws you into the place where you are called. Okay, look at that. Which one will you do? Will you be see? Will you be tossed to and fro, pushed by lust, or will you allow hope to draw you into your victory? And we don't have to go through that uh, this year. See, we don't we don't have to participate in, in the devil's uh, uh, um, way of causing us to miss our blessing because he pushed us past it because of lust. Because we think we're supposed to have it now. Again, I, I did that. I, I, I read in the word that God said he would do this. And so I was kind of demanding that that thing happens now in my time frame. See? And I I prolonged my receiving what God said I was supposed to have because God doesn't move by lust. See? He doesn't move by demand. Okay? Just go back and, 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 and hear what he said in, in Romans chapter 5. See? Check your own heart. See? Check your heart, not your results. No man putteth a piece of new garment with the, upon the old. Otherwise, then both the new maketh a rent, and the piece that was taken out of the, uh, the new not agreeth with the old. No man putteth new wine into old bottles, else the new wine will burst the bottles, and be spilled, and the bottles shall perish. 
He said, don't put old wine, don't put new wine in old bottles. So then God is asking us again not to take this new information, this new inspiration, and try to put it in the old way of thinking. It doesn't work. It doesn't fit. It's only going to cause the new information to be spilled. Wow. To be in front of you, not being able to be used by you. It'll be spilled. Still looking at it, but gaining no benefit from it. But new wine, not only would it be spilled, it says, and then the bottle that you had, it's going to perish. The container that you brought, it's going to perish. Since it's, it's on its last leg anyway, why don't we do what he says? New, but new wine must, absolute imperative, be put into new bottles, and both are preserved. See, he wants you to be able to enjoy everything that he is intended for your life. See? New year, new heart, fresh day, fresh oil. And um, Jesus said he's the way, the truth, and the life. So when I am demanding, I'm probably not hearing the conversation that Jesus speaks because Jesus speaks and the conversations that he speaks start in peace. Amen. If you are functioning out of a demand, are you functioning out of peace? Okay. You, 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 you're not functioning out of peace if you have a demand. And so since you're not functioning out of peace, then your path that you're following is not the one that God wants for you because he said we should follow peace. With all men. Follow it. So, in Isaiah chapter 1, verse 19, Jesus is giving you an opportunity. Here is um, a word. I'm going to break it down for you. Opportunity is a port of unity, an opening of unity, a place where unity operates. That's an opportunity, a port of unity, where you should agree with God, agree with his word, agree with his spirit, and then out of that port, Flows what you need, the issues of life. Okay? A port of unity. Isaiah um, chapter 1, verse 19 says that if you be willing and obedient, you'll eat the good of the land. He will 
cause that port of unity to cause you to win if you're willing and obedient. But if you're going to be unwilling and disobedient, then you won't participate in the opportunity. See? This is the year of open doors, and and the thing that is necessary for open doors to work on your behalf is that you have to have your eyes open to walk through the door. I don't know. Here's something interesting. Sometimes we want to feel or handle the promise rather than look at, see the promise until we can handle it. See? We're just impatient. So I'm going to try to grab it now as opposed to see it and then walk through the the port of unity. See? When we don't understand the opportunity that's in front of us, then we look from the side in doubt and fear. Because I'm impatient, come on, y'all, you can see this. Because I'm impatient, then I'm standing on the side looking at results rather than my door or the opportunity that God has put in front of me. See? Again, again, here we go. It says, rejoice in the hope, Romans chapter 5, rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. And not only, but glory in the tribulation. Knowing that tribulation is going to employ patience, and patience is going to cause my experience to be what God is looking for so that I can walk through. Patience develops my experience. Okay? I mean, I keep going back there because a lot of times we've had our experience molded by frustration, molded by fear. Molded by doubt. If we don't do the, if we don't do something today, then nothing will happen. See, you're molding your your opportunity by fear. Okay. Um. In 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 Hebrews chapter ch- chapter. Uh, uh, 10 sets up chapter 11 when we hear now faith is the substance of things hoped for, okay? Chapter 10 tells us that we're supposed to wait on the Lord. Just flip over there. Hebrews chapter 10. So you can see it's connected. Hebrews chapter 10 Verse 35, Hebrews chapter 10, wait a minute, I'm trying to, verse 32, and we're going to go all the way down through. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 32, but call to remembrance the former days in which after you illuminated, you endured a great flight, fight of affliction, partly while you were made a gazing stock, both by reproaches and afflictions, and partly why you became companions of them that were so used. For you had compassion of me and my bonds, and took joyfully the spoiling of your goods, 
knowing that in yourself you have in heaven a better and enduring substance. I love that. It says in yourselves you have an enduring, a better and enduring substance. Verse 35 says, Cast not away, therefore, your confidence, which have great recompense of reward. For you have need of what? You have need of patience. See, we just got through reading that patience should be the one that's shaping my experience. But doubt sometimes has shaped our experience. So then we move before God, in front of God, instead of waiting on God. That's the scripture I'm trying to get to, is they that wait on the Lord. We'll get there in a minute. (laughs) It says, cast out away, therefore, your confidence, which has great recompense of reward. For you have need of patience, that after you have done the will of God, you might receive the promise. For yet a little while, and he that shall come will come and will not tarry. Now, the just has to do what? Live by faith. Wow. The just has to live there. That the just is not going to be one trying to to, to, to get things in a hurry. Everything that the just is supposed to receive has to be done by faith. See? It it doesn't have to be done just because I said I need it now. Then then we'll ask the question, has your faith been developed to the point where you can receive it and then use it correctly? Whatever the result that you're wanting. Because the Bible says you have not because you ask not. You ask not and receive not because you ask amiss that you may consume it upon your lust. Didn't say use it effectively and give God the glory. You consume it upon your lust. See? And he's trying to get us not to do that. You have need of patience. That after you've done the will of God. See? God told you to stand, having done all to stand. So then you do that. Not making demands but trusting in him that made the promise. Now the just, verse 38, chapter 10, now the just shall live by faith. But if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. So then my question comes, are you trying to get what you think you need for your pleasure? Or for God's pleasure. He said, if you draw back, my soul has no pleasure in him. You're going to go back to the old swine skins? Or are you going to allow the, the, the heart that God wants to reward to be developed in faith, to be developed by hope? Because hope makes not a shame. Verse 39, but we are not them who draw back unto perdition, but those who believe to the saving of the souls now 
faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. See, it goes together. The Bible was not written uh, uh, um, isolated. Every scripture connects to the scripture prior to it. Even when you don't understand it, it still connects to it. Oh, wow, look at this. Look at this. Come on. Let's go on and read the rest of this. Look what he says here. For by it, verse 2 in chapter 11, for by it the elders obtained a good report. Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. See, you, 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 you're going to live your life by faith because the just live that way. And because you live your life by faith, then you know, you understand that things that are made were not made out of the things that do appear. Hmm. But by faith, Abel offered a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gift. By it, he being dead, yet speaketh. By faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God had translated him. But before his translation, he received this testimony that he pleased God. But without faith, it's impossible to please God. See, are, are the things that I'm looking for, are they things that please God? Not just for you to have them, but the way that you uh, uh, that they were given to you. Because the just lives by his faith. But the unjust man will die in his fears. See? God is wanting us, as we have a new year, to have a new heart. Fresh day and fresh day. This is your port of unity. Will, will, will you agree with God and, and let him develop you so that you walk by faith from glory to glory? That you don't allow lust to push you. Because God is the one that wants you to have goodness and mercy to follow you. Let goodness and mercy move you. Let hope, by the experience that hope brings, let that move you forward. His word places us in a safe place where faith supplies all our needs where we make declarations based on the expectation that hope has brought to our hearts, not by observations. Because he said the kingdom of God does not come by observation. Okay? So why then am I perpetually looking at what I got and thinking that that is the will of God? It doesn't come by observation. It comes because you've been developed in it so that you can be steadfast and unmovable. When you are allowing God's word to, 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 to cause you to be settled, see, 
Because when the word settles you, come on now, when the word settles you, you, oh, Lord, when the word settles you, you will settle issues. Oh, you can write that one down. That was good. When the word settles you, you can settle issues. You won't be tossed to and fro. See, because you will be one that is established because patience establishes your experience. Amen. Amen. New year, new heart. Fresh oil from that fresh day. Mm, glory to God. See, you'll be able to, to go and, and, and function according to what God has said. In, in Romans chapter 4, verse 17, I, I, I need to, to, to move my mouth because faith moves my mouth. I need to move my mouth because faith moves my heart. Because faith moves my understanding. He just said that through faith we understand. See? So I, I, I need to, to, to cause my heart to be settled in this place of faith. He made a safe place for me where faith supplies all of our needs and makes my declarations based on the expectation that hope worked, not by observation. Romans chapter 4, verse 17 said, this is what Abram learned. Oh, man. Abram learned this. And because he, he, he learned it, he, okay, all right. Abram learned it after messing up, just like we probably did. Abram heard God say, uh, I made you the father of many nations. And Abram went and did the wrong thing trying to help God out. Because uh, Sarah said, well, maybe you could have a son, cause, hmm, maybe you could have a son by a by, by handmaid. And so Abraham went and, 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 and followed that advice. See, faith, you have to go, go alone. See? And then because he did that, uh, God said, no, 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 no. That was the Ishmael's. And God told him, said, no, 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 no. In Isaac shall your seed be called. Let's, let's walk through those. Watch this. this He's going to speak of this right here in, in Romans chapter 4. Uh, Romans chapter 4, starting at verse 16, okay? Therefore, it is a faith that it might be by grace. <laughs> Why is that necessary? To the end that the promise might be sure. So if I do things from lust's perspective, if lust is pushing me, then that does not make the promise sure. Does it? He said, it is of faith that it might be by grace. See? We stand in that grace. <laughs> See? We stand in that grace and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Tying it together here. That it might be sure to all the seed. Not only to that which is of the law, but to those, but to that also which is of faith, the faith of Abraham, which is of the faith of Abraham. Okay? What Abraham had to learn. Because it is of faith that it might be by grace. 
So what did you learn, Abraham? You did it the other way, and that didn't work. Who is the father of us all? Verse 17, as I've written, I've made thee the father of many nations before him whom believe God, even God, who quickeneth the dead and calleth those things that be not as though they were. Do you hear God's conversation? God's conversation speaks to things that are not. Amen. That's what he said. Who before God, even whom he believed, who quickeneth the dead, and God who calleth those things which be not as though they were. See, God speaks differently when faith is alive. See? If you have the ability to go and get a thing because you had worked uh, 30, 40 hours to get it, that wasn't by faith. That was under your own strength. See? To have it by faith, then you're going to have to call the thing that be not as though it was. Will he use your job? Yes. That's not the way he wants you to have confidence in, though. See? We've got to get our thinking. New wines. New wineskins. See? I, I don't need faith when uh, my 40 made it happen. I need faith to be alive so that I can call it into manifestation that I understand through faith rather than through works, rather than through toil. Even God who quickeneth the dead and calleth those things that be not as though they were, who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations, according to that which was spoken, not that which was worked for. Amen. That which was spoken, the promise that God has, has given to you, the promise that God has made to you, he spoke that. Go back and hear that over and over so that you can cause faith to come alive out of that which was spoken. So shall thy seed be. And then verse 19 says, and being not weak in faith. So then, that, okay, wait a minute, let me let him, I must let him show us, okay? He considered not his own body, now dead, when he was about 100 years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God, and being fully persuaded that that which he had promised, he was also able to perform. Let's go back and dig here. He says that, Abraham, against hope, believed in hope that it might be come true according to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. He had to get past his, okay, God didn't tell Abraham to listen to his wife Sarah. Abraham told him to do that, and he had hope in that, and that hope did work, but it wasn't God's plan, and God had to undo 
that hope that he had confidence in. Because he had to tell him to send Ishmael and Hagar out of his presence. He had to take him back to the place where he listened to Hagar the second time. He listened to Hagar to make the mess. Then he had to listen to Hagar to straighten out the mess. Hagar said, get that woman out of here and the child. And so God caused Abraham to know that's what he had to do. And so he sent Hagar and the woman away, I mean, and the son away. And then he had to, against that hope, believe in hope, that that which was spoken shall be. And then after he did that, then we get to the verse which says, now not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body. He could not consider the deadness of Sarah's womb because God told him he had the power to make those things that were dead. All right, look at it. See, he said, who quickeneth the dead, verse 17. Who quickeneth the dead. So Abram had no longer the ability to listen at his own body, which was now dead, neither the deadness of Sarah's womb, but he was strong in faith. See, he wasn't just trying to, to say, well, okay, uh, God's doing it, and, and what God is doing, I can help him. Then he said, no, I, I'm no longer going to do that. I'm not going to be, I'm not going to have confidence in that hope. I have to, against hope, believe in hope. That that which was said, that I'm just going to believe what was said. I, I don't need to help him. He said it. He calls those things that be not as though they were. So then he, he was strong in faith because he no longer considered his own body, which was dead, or considered the, uh, the when he was about 100 years old. Come on, y'all. He, he said, I'm not going to listen at my own body, expecting my body to make the difference. My body's 100, and I don't know what my body can do. But the word said, so shall thy seed be. I can't consider Sarah's body, her womb, which was already dead. Knew it. We ain't had no baby all this time. <clears throat> her body was, her womb was dead. He said, he did not consider that. And he said in verse 20, he staggered not at the one thing that would make it happen. He staggered not at the promise of God. See? And he said, I'm not going to approach this. Come on, let's look at it. How many times in our lives have we been like Abraham? We staggered at the promise of God through unbelief. We moved forward based on doubt rather than faith. Because if it's going to happen, I got to help him. I staggered at the promise of God through unbelief. If I've got to help God, then I'm not believing God. 
Okay? Look at it, understand it. Make it right in your heart. If I've got to help God, then I don't believe God. He said he staggered not at the uh, uh, at the promise of God through unbelief. But he was strong in faith, and the strength of that faith gave glory to God, not to him. He was strong in faith, giving glory to God. See, God said it, I'm going to believe that. I'm not going to consider my own body. I'm not going to consider Sarah's body. I'm going to be strong in faith, giving glory to God, the one that calls those things that be not as though they were, the one that quickens the dead. I'm going to give glory to him. I'm putting the thing in his court. I'm not putting the thing in his court by saying, okay, whatever you want. No, I'm, I'm hoping against hope. Say, I am actively pursuing something here. I'm not just saying, well, whatever you want to. No, I'm giving God glory. He said this, and this is what it shall be. Watch it. He says, he gave glory to God, and when he did this, this is how he was able to do it, because he was being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able also to perform. Didn't need no help. See, I, I, I didn't need to, to, to cause the way I think it should happen. I, no, he did. I'm fully persuaded that what he said, that's what's going to happen. I meditate on that over and over and over again. See, that helps me not to consider my own body. Consider the circumstances of me being 100 years old. No, no, no. This is what he said. I consider that. Say, I give glory to God because of what he said. Then because I keep saying what he said, I am now fully persuaded that what he said, he's also able to perform. And therefore, because of this, it was imputed to him for righteousness, the view of a thing as it ought to be. It ought to be that God who promised is able to perform it, that God who said it is able to make it come to pass. See, this is, this is putting the new wine in the new wine skin. I don't have to help God. I don't have to go and, and, and add my two cents. I, I say it all of the time. That if you want God to be good to you, then add nothing to God. Zero, G-O-D, put another zero, which I add nothing to that, then God can be G-O-O-D to me. I don't have to add anything to God. I don't have to bring my two cents in. My two cents was worth nothing. God has the ability to cause those things to be as he wanted them to be because he calls those things that be not as though they were. He speaks that way. See? So since he speaks that way, I'm going to allow him to anoint my head, my thinking, with fresh oil. See? I'm not going to try to have old oil, and then that becomes my thoughts for this year. 
See, my fresh oil is going to be, well, he said it, and I'm going to consider what he said. See? Does the just live by faith? What did he say? I'm going to allow that to, to continue to go over and over and over in my mind so that I will then be fully persuaded that what he promised, he was also able to perform. My understanding is not have to be profitable here. Because I'm going to hope against hope. My natural hope is not going to be engaged here. Say, I'm going to give him the port of unity. I'm going to agree with him. Say, that's the port of unity. See, when fear moves my mouth, I have false expectations appearing real. My heart is not settled in his promises. But he wants me to be fully persuaded that what he said, he's able to perform. My eyes are, 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 are looking on, uh, unto him. My eyes are not looking unto what I can do, what I can help God do. See, I, I, I'm not going to be caught up in that. The devil's not going to push me because of a time frame. He's not going to push me into trying to do things uh, from my own understanding. No, I'm going to allow hope to draw me into the place where faith is made alive. I'm fully persuaded that what he promised, he's also able to perform. See? As it is written, I have made thee, I have made thee the father of many nations. Not you going to help me. I have made thee the father of many nations. The time frames and, and, and all of the things that are against me, well, false expectations appearing real, that's the definition or acronym for fear. I'm not going to allow that to happen anymore. I'm going to keep my eyes on Jesus, looking up to him. He's the author and finisher of my, developer of my faith. So since he said it, I'm going to allow him to cause it to come to pass the way he intended it. See, I don't have to assist God. I can simply allow God's word to be settled in my heart, to be the thing that, 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 that I see through. That's the eyes of faith that I'm going to look through. I'm no longer going to try to help God do anything this year. I'm going to be settled in what he said he wanted to do. See? Because he's not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should repent. Has he not said it? Shall he not make it good? Has he not spoken it? Shall he not bring it to pass? I'm going to allow the truth of his word the power of his word to be alive in my heart because this is a new year. I have a new heart, fresh oil, because it's a fresh day. Your way or God's way? God's waiting on you today. Father, we just thank you for that which only you can do because it's what you said. So then we choose to allow you to walk us into the promises, to cause us to be strong in what you said, 
Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. We choose, Father, to allow you to do the thing necessary for us that we cannot do for ourselves. We give you praise, sir. We give you glory and honor. Committing it to you is done. In the master's name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, who is Lord and Savior, and the Redeemer of the Lord said together, amen. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. Beloved, we are inviting our soul into the place where our spirit already abides. Because the promises of God were made to our spirit man. So because our spirit man receives insight and revelation, then our soul man can find out how to live in that. So I'm glad that you're starting this year off with me, preparing our hearts to get out the way so that we can enjoy good at his hand this year. Well, as we, oh, wow, I see that uh, a lot of you have already left. We'll give you a chance to, to give testimony of what God has said. The ministry been a blessing to you. And so we will just give you an opportunity, area code 404 uh, uh Any comments or questions about the ministry tonight? Yes, just an, another word to grow on to know that um, we don't have to try to rush God or push God into doing anything. We just have to trust him. Just another word to know how to trust God for, for our needs. It was a blessing. I like that. You said trust God, not rush God. I like that. Yeah, trust that's God, a, not rush God. Good. We just have to trust Yeah, that's him. a good one. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Thank you. Glad you're on the call. Amen. Thank you. Amen. So, um, Again, I'd like to remind you that um, if, the, if, if you have any uh, prayer requests, uh, you can go to the website and you can uh, leave those uh, opportunities we have to, 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 to bless you as we pray for you uh, throughout this year. Just go to livedeliverance.com and then you can um, um, have, send an email to us there about whatever your prayer requests are. Um, and while you're at the website, if you if God has told you to plant a seed here at LiveDeliverance.com, uh, just go ahead and allow God to tell you what uh, he would have you to do uh, to, to, to bless us, because we're only here, again, to help you to grow um, year by year. We are here to uh, allow uh, the word of God to be uh, the standard that is lifted up uh, to cause us to win. So, again, you can tell your friends how they can uh, listen and participate in the broadcast here on Monday evening because we want to allow God to do uh, the thing in them uh, throughout the earth. The Bible says that the whole earth is going to be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord the same way the waters cover the sea. So uh, until the next time we get together, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his uh, peace. Until the next time that we get together, look for you next Monday evening here at 9 o'clock. Love y'all. Be blessed.